And you have Wiz Khalifa versus the DJ. Last night, a DJ saved my life. He did not save his. Mystical is in trouble. He would say it ain't his fault that he do that. If he did, beware of the man right here. Drag him through the river. And Mayor Adams said, he's the hip hop man. The hip hop, the hippie, hippie to the hip hip hop and you don't stop. For more about this, we go to our correspondents. Candyman, Red Barber MC, QG. Back to you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's all new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. Shout outs to our news anchor, Bucky Majors. And it's your boy, the main man, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. What up, what up? It's the one and only, the only one, the Red Barber MC. All caps, no spaces, baby. It's the good doctor himself, the QG. Just call me the true G. Need your hip-hop fix? Come see me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are discussing this week in hip-hop, the news, major headlines and stories going on. Uh, But first, as uh, our correspondent Bucky alluded to, the wild world of Mace, which is very interesting. Uh, Mace, earlier this week, went on Twitter and said that he was in California driving through the streets and announced that he was going to sign the Death Row Records. Why is this important? Because uh, Snoop Dogg has brought Death Row Records back to life, and even though Mount Westmore is the only official act signed to the label, Mace says that he's signing the Death Row Records, and quote-unquote, we're going to do the Tupac thing, whatever that means. Uh, QG, start us off. Your, your, your thoughts on, on Mace going to Death Row, and do you think it's real? I find it very interesting with Mace going to Death Row because when you look back at that bad boy versus Death Row era, this is something you never would have expected. And now it's like things have come full circle. It's kind of interesting because, you know, remember what Suge Knight said at the Source Awards in 1995, and we are on the anniversary of that very award show where he said exactly what he said, which was interesting. Any artists out there want to be an artist and want to stay a star, don't want to have to worry about the Jada producer trying to be all in the video, all on the record, dancing, come to Def Row. But I don't know. I don't know if he's signing with Def Row. We haven't heard anything from Snoop Dogg. So after the Fabio Foreign thing and then squashing the beef with Cameron over the phone, 
Mace is very good at riding a wave. If he's in the news, he's going to ride that momentum. I hope he has a new single or an album coming out because if he don't, this will all be for nothing. If he signs with Death Row, it'll be interesting to hear what him and Snoop Dogg could come up with as far as a song because they've never worked together before. But I like to see it happen just to see what kind of music that they come out with because I, it's all to get back at Diddy. You know, I mean, you're going to sign to Death Row and Death Row will always be synonymous with a rival towards Bad Boy Records and Puffy. Even though Snoop owns it, you can't change history. That, that's very true. Uh, Rev, you're, 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 you're a pro East Coast guy. What do you think about Mace possibly going to the to a West a label with uh, rich West Coast history? And um, you think do you think it's a lock or do you think he's just talking? Well, first of all, Mace needs to be careful because them goons will run him back to Atlanta. Um, I actually believe the bigger story is uh, what happened with him and Fabio because Fabio is a bit more um, prominent. And um, I feel like with Mace and the death row thing, as QG said, and we said off air, Snoop has not said anything about any of this. And I don't want to take it away from him because he's a good rapper. He actually ghost wrote for Nelly, wrote Nellyville. Also, Mariah Carey, Aron- um, sorry, Ariana Grande, Tiana Taylor, and a whole bunch of others. But he needs to be careful with running his mouth, even with the death row thing. But you could tell he still has a lot of hurt from the Puffy situation because he claims that um he wants a new label and won't be dancing in the videos. And he shouldn't be too hurt because his catalog's about over uh, 25 mil, I believe. He claims um, to give Fabio his publishing, though, $750,000 and claim to give him back his 30% that he could have made from um shows and appearances. But I think Mace is trying to be the anti-Puffy for real because... He he's trying to get a label and it may be under death row. It may not, but I like the approach. I just don't like that. He's coming off a tad arrogant and a little bit seeming like he wants attention, but I'm happy for him. He needs to be careful though. Like I said, cause he may rub some people the wrong way. Pause. Um, well, well, Rev, you brought up Fabio. So QG, we didn't get it. We didn't get to hear your, your thoughts on the, uh, Fabio thing for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Fabio Foreign has come out lately and said that Mace signed him to a crazy deal, made, uh, a crazy deal that's now nowhere near in Fabio's favor. But um, Mace has rebuttaled and said no, he didn't, he didn't rob him or cheat him. Um, QG, what, what's your thoughts on 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 Mace and the Fabio deal? Well, Fabio Foreign came out first, and you know he mentioned about the contract that he signed, and you know according to Fabio. His production deal was a $5,000 in advance. And I'm going to quote him, you know, verbatim. He said, the N-word that brought me to him, he was like, yo, man, just sign that shit. You bugging. I'm like, yeah, read it. He's like, all right, just sign it. It's good. So he just signed it. And he said this on the Gilly the Kid and Wallow podcast. He went on there first, and then Mace went on there and rebuttaled. But uh, sticking with Fabio, he said... He thought that shit was going to last until whenever it was going to last. He said the shit ain't last two weeks. And he says he don't like crying over spilled milk over money, but that's just where he's at. Now, Mace said on the same podcast that the advance was actually $750,000 that Rev just alluded to. He said he set up the deal where he could control the deal, make the deal what it should be, because... If he had the leverage, he would go in there and sell both of us out, according to Mace. Then he was like, 
I went to the building and I took eight hundred thousand, and he took seven hundred thousand. And the reason why it went down to seven hundred thousand is because when he gave him seven hundred fifty thousand, and he took seven hundred fifty thousand, he said Fabio owed him fifty grand. So it's been a lot of back and forth as far as who owes who in that situation. Yeah, and even Fabio was saying, I'm sorry, Mace was saying that Fabio took his lingo. Talk about um, when he says AAA on Big Drip. Credit, he wants credit for going viral. Mm. But, well, let me ask y'all, who who do you believe? Do you believe Fabio with the $5,000 or do you believe Mace with the 750 k Rev? Well, there is paperwork that Mace brought about. And Fabio is relatively a new artist in the game. I might have to go with Mace only because he provided the paperwork. But I, I like what Fabio is doing here. He actually took the um, Tell Me What You Want From Me sample and, and is doing a little song about it. He actually tagged Mace, too, on a post. I mean, I'm, I'm in favor of both guys. I hope they can situate this, like, some way, somehow, where we could get some kind of music, maybe from both of them. Because Mace is pretty, he's a dope artist. I'm not going to take it away from him. But I got to roll with Mace on the technicalities here. I agree with Rev. I'm rolling with Mace. And he provided a phone call from someone who brokered the deal at Columbia Records. This involves Columbia. He had the guy on the phone. He confirmed it. He has the paperwork to back it all up. So you can't debate evidence. He provided more proof. But shout out to Fabio. I hope everything works out okay. You know, he has a song. So I hope both of them come out as winners in this. As far as my opinions on this, um, I don't think he's coming home to death row. I don't think so. Because usually when an artist signs something, usually the label says it announces it first and then the artist will comment after or in the rare event the artist breaks the news the label eventually will say something snoop has been radio silent and and the funny thing is if you look at snoop Dogg's social media he's been posting his kids he's been posting his wife but nothing about mace absolutely nothing and for a big story like that because mace was a big artist uh in the late 90s it's not like mace is not an accomplished rapper but you would have thought a high-profile signing like that, they would they would say something. And the, and the other thing is, this is being reported by big news outlets. Um, Double XL on their website is where I saw the link. So, and they're not and they're they're a reputed news source. They're not gonna repost uh, foolishness. As far as the Fabio thing, and I might catch a lot of heat for this, but you know me, I don't care. I think this is a case because, like I said, I believed Fabio up until Mace produced the evidence. Reason being is because Mace probably learned business practices from Diddy. And Diddy was, you know, he's a ruthless businessman at the end of the day. However, I do honestly believe that now that he's produced the paperwork, Fabio, I hate to say it, but Fabio's literacy may be in question because if that man gave you 750 grand, how, how in the world could you think that that was five grand? Whoever manages Fabio Foreign's money probably ganked him. So uh, the guy who probably, because, you know, all these celebrities, they have people that handle their money for them. He probably told you that Mace got you five grand, but in reality, he got you to 750. And like I said, Mace not only provided the paperwork, but he got the guy from Columbia Records on the phone. So Mace ain't lying. And like you said, QG, you can dispute opinions. You can dispute he said, she said, but you can't dispute evidence. So. All right. As the Rap Lab news train is moving along, <sighs> this one, uh, a gentleman, allow me to uh, address this first, only because this is like a a home a hometown topic for me but uh mystical who has been one of my favorite rappers forever going to jail he's been arrested charged with rape and uh you know usually on this show when it comes to a lot of things i joke i laugh i say outlandish things but i'm gonna be serious on this one mystical 
back in 2004, went to jail for six years for false imprisonment, rape, sexual assault. Uh, at the time, he, uh, he, he, not kidnapped, but he locked his uh, hairstylist in a room, forced her to give him oral sex, and, uh, and, 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 and assaulted her as well. You would have thought he learned his lesson. You know, he came out of jail. He got a record, even though he never put a song out, he got a record deal with Cash Money. Um, he had been on the No Limit reunion tour. You know, I saw him in concert with No Limit just last, this past November in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And you would have thought, oh, everything's good. People were happy to see him back up there performing with, with Master P and M. And then now this news comes out. And, and it, it bothers me because, all right, even though rape is not a mistake, you know, people, and, I, and I'm not defending rape by any means when I say this, but in the course of life, everybody's entitled to a bad judgment or two. But when you do the exact same thing more than once, you didn't learn. People, and I, and I firmly believe, depending on what you do, most things are, are, are worth a second chance. But it's hard, it's hard to defend a guy when he does the exact same thing again and again and again. It's just like, if you're not going to learn now, when will you ever learn? And I, I, I firmly believe in my heart that if when he when he gets sentenced, unless he takes a plea deal, which I don't even know if they'll offer him, but when he gets sentenced again, because he's a repeat offender, they're probably going to they're probably going to throw the book at him this time because he got six years the last time. They may give this man 14, 20 however long, but I'm just really disappointed because he seemed to have been doing so well in the decade plus that he's, he's been out, you know, and everybody's already clamoring for the no, the, the a real no limit tour because they're trying to get C murder out of jail and all this other stuff. People thought Mac would have never saw the light of day. Shout outs to our good friend, Mac Phipps, friend of the show and Mrs. Phipps as well. And, uh, you know, and some of these guys are dead. Soldier Slim, Mr. Magic and so on and so forth. But, you know, now, now, you know, as time goes on, Father Time is undefeated, and we may never see all of all of these guys in the same place at the same time because they're either dead or in jail. And this is a proven thing. DNA evidence doesn't lie. So, you know, he's he's probably gonna go away for a for a very long time. And as somebody who was a fan of this guy, as four of his albums personally, I'm just very, I'm I'm very heartbroken over this situation because, you know. I love No Limit. I consider them my people, and I don't like to see my people go down. But when when it's self-inflicted like this, and you knowingly make wrong decisions, I I can't. I don't know, Rev. I I know you had something to say about this, so I'll give you the floor. So pertaining to this case, he's been arrested for five charges, including domestic abuse, first-degree rape, battery, strangulation, false imprisonment, and simple uh, criminal damage to property. And also simple robbery, sorry. Mystical accused this woman of stealing $100 from him. He supposedly then punched her, choked her, and then pulled her braids out when she, not, when she denied stealing the money. He took her keys and prevented her from leaving, according to the young lady. Mystical um, began acting erratically, yelling at her, and then apologizing. It was said that he had asked the woman if he could feel her. And when she said no, he forced her, um, he forced her onto the bed and raped her. This man clearly has a problem. In 2004, he pled guilty to a sexual battery after he and his security guards assaulted his hairstylist, as you mentioned. Then six years, like you said. Shortly after that, he was released and sent back to jail for violating his probation for assaulting his girlfriend at the time. 
2017, he was charged with rape after an alleged assault at a casino, eventually cleared of those charges. But again, 2019, pleaded guilty to simple kidnapping and was sentenced time served. Man, get this man off the streets and into a program. He done fucked up the No Limit reunion tour. He needs to start. He he needs to tour some psych wards or something. Cause this man clearly has issues. You 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 further fucked up your rep, bro. You're 52 years old, bro. Chill out. Like, where's Master P at? Get this man some help, please. I don't even think P could help him because again, it's like is a do- is a documented history, bro. And it's sad that he just doesn't learn, like. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to go on a limb here. And I, I think that when people say things like, you know, Master P get involved, like, they're all grown men at the end of the day, you know? Like, P can only do so much for everybody. P couldn't keep his own brother under control. And and he got in situations he had no business in. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, everybody, you know, like, with life, we all got choices to make. And Mr. Gu just keeps making bad choices. Yeah, I get it, but I don't want to hear that, oh, I should have did something, I should have did this, say this man gets beat up or, or killed in jail, because that happens all the time, where it's like, oh, I should have stepped in, I should have did this, and, you know, P got a lot of power, and like you said, yeah, you know, you don't want to, like, kind of rely on someone else to, like, you know, take the lead and stuff like that, but this man clearly has a problem. He needs some kind of help, some kind of something. I don't know if P or his team or whoever has tried to talk to this man, but th- this is more than one occurrence that he that he's been dealing with kidnapping and, and raping women i mean maybe even distancing yourself could be like a, a a a sign of of trying to get this band some help instead of putting money in this guy's pocket because he clearly hasn't learned no and and it goes to similar to the c murder situation because before c murder alleged uh got hit on that murder charge p kept telling him all the time stop hanging out in the hood multiple stop doing these shows at these hood clubs multiple conversations and he didn't listen to him did what he wanted to do but you know hindsight but i do agree with you you know something does like let's say god forbid miss somebody kills mystical in prison you know then it'll always be the, oh i wish i should have and you know we all do that because hindsight is a motherfucker but you know uh qg we haven't heard you you chime in yet on this topic would you like to give an opinion i'd like to say something to michael tyler uh-oh. And this and this is this is this is seriously a genuine concern here. Michael Tyler, you are a registered sex offender. And your lawyer requested a $250,000 bond. And he maintains your innocence. And he went on to say, I just don't think that it's in Mr. Tyler's nature to do that. He said that Mr. Cool had been in a relationship with the alleged victim for over two decades. And he said that she hasn't previously accused him of any violence. He went on to say, we need to contact promoters and we need to let them know that he's not going to be available to do our best to mitigate the damage from this. He was denied bail, of course. And like you all mentioned earlier about you know, the situation. The Ascension Parish Sheriff's Office responded to the report of the sexual assault. And it happened around midnight. And the woman suffered minor injuries. And the sheriff, Detective Garrett Keith, claimed under oath that the alleged victim entered Mystical's Louisiana home on July 30th to have a conversation about the recent alleged business deal. And it's it's sad that this whole situation i feel for this 
young lady, I feel for all the victims. We at the Rap Lab, we don't like criminals. We hate criminals. And you, Michael Tyler, you are a criminal. You should be ashamed of yourself for what you've done and what you continue to do. You need to be off the streets. They got room for you at the booty house. You've been to the booty house. And the boys are going to make you grab your ankles. Justice will be served. Well, I I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm just disappointed and, and heartbroken. But uh, moving on, uh, Wiz Khalifa and Club DJs. So uh, uh, not that long ago, Wiz Khalifa was uh, performing at a club. And apparently uh, his set at the club didn't go the, the right way. Uh, apparently he had an outburst, including... Uh, physically putting his hands on one of the DJs when he knocked his hat off. Um, he later issued an apology. Uh, Rev, what are your, uh, your thoughts on the Wiz Khalifa situation with the club DJs? It's unfortunate because I feel like this is an isolated incident. Wiz gets a lot of love from the DJ, specifically DJ Drama. He actually had an interview with him alongside DJ Envy about the situation. And I'll give it to him. He was very sincere in his apology. No bullshitting. And again... He doesn't have a history of situations like this, unlike other artists. But Wiz claims that he and the DJ were having communication issues all night, where he was trying to go over song cues and lead-ins, and the DJ was having conversations over the songs and not paying attention, which pretty much, uh, like you said, caused Wiz to smack the guy's hat off. And then he went on his rant, which was filmed. As someone who performed before with the DJ, it is very frustrating when your DJ misses cues and is lackadaisical. I could understand the frustration, but it's a double-edged position where all eyes are on him and every movement and reaction could get filmed. But especially now, since Wiz is off Atlantic Records, he's doing his own thing independently. So he needs the help of the DJ community. So this could hurt him because he could use the extra promotion. But I feel like the DJ community, before becoming like some cancel culture dumbasses, should get both sides before jumping to conclusions because... He doesn't have a track record he, uh, of being a hothead or, or occurrences like this. He's a stoner. He's super chill. And I feel like these DJs actually need to apologize because it's their fault for not being prepared. This, this club, whatever it's called, was advertising that this was a Wiz Khalifa album release party. But all in all, I'm glad Cooler Heads prevailed. I mean, so it seems. But shout out to Wiz. I just hope something like this doesn't happen again. Well, let me ask you this, Rev. What do you what do you think of um, Kid Capri? And we all love Kid Capri here, I, I would assume. What do you think of Kid Capri getting involved, saying that if he was the DJ that night and Wiz would have did that to him, it would have been a fight? Oh, please. Kid Capri, he needs to fight DJ Scratch. Instead of making rap songs about him or whatever happened that night in the verses. These old guys, like... You know, much respect doing everything. They they have a right to their opinion. Even Wiz said it himself that these guys are entitled to be angry at him. But Kid Capri, come on, man. Like I said, got to hear both sides of the story, man. He He's not a hothead. And once again, you know, Kid Capri, you could definitely have your opinions and feel how you feel. But just chill out, man. This is hip-hop, man. We, we're a community here. We shouldn't be so quick to, to be going at people's heads so quick and be coming on some cancel culture or, or physicality because obviously physicality is what got him in the news right now so if you were to be physical with him that's just going to make things even worse 
All right, well, Rev is all about the peace tonight, folks. Um, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Wait till Eric Sermon. <laughs> uh oh. But, uh, QG, your thoughts on Wiz and the DJs? Yeah, uh, Wiz was booked at the Poppy Nightclub. Uh, the Poppy Nightclub is in California. And he said he was booked. Did you, to wait, wait. Did, did, did you say the Poppy? Poppy. It was the Poppy yeah, Nightclub. That's what it's called. <laughs> what a name. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was for his multiverse album release party. And he said, you know, his set was supposed to be five songs. And all the songs were on a flash drive. And we all know about, you know, technical difficulties. And when it came time, it was just an issue with the timing. He tried to communicate with the DJ Mikey Danger and things just was not going right. And it started to get more and more crazy. And other songs were playing in the middle of his songs. So, like Rev said, he'd been on stage, he's performed. So just imagine when you're up there and you're performing your song and then another song is playing while you're trying to do that one. It's going gonna, it's gonna to set you off. So Yeah, that's mad annoying. It's crazy. And Wiz, you know, he apologized. He was sincere. And he said, I was definitely out of line by touching the young man's hat and doing what some people said, consider assaulting the DJ. That's not my character. And that's not how I handle things. It's not excusable. It's not defendable in any way, shape or form. So he said he tried to get in touch with Mikey Danger afterwards. You know, he wants to apologize to him personally. And he hopes that he's forgiven. It's just a misfortunate thing that happened. And, I mean, shout out to Wiz. Because, you know, he seems like a level-headed guy, a cool guy. And it was just, this is something that got him upset. And he reacted in that way. So you think this is a one-off? Yeah. Uh, it was just it was just a one-off. I, I, I don't think this will happen again with Wiz. I think he's going to learn from this. Hopefully, you know, him and Mikey can get in touch. And as far as Capri... I love Capri. You know, Capri's my guy, and he should have just kept that to himself instead of going that hard with that, you know, because it's it's an isolated thing, like Rev said. Let those guys handle it and talk it out and just move past it. Yeah, no, I kind of agree. Like, like, like Rev said, he has no documented history of, of, of doing these things, you know, so... It could be a one-off, but then again, you know, all it takes is the first time for a history to start as well. So I guess we just have to remain to see. But I get it, though. He was frustrated. He gave the guy the songs on the flash drive prior to the set, and it still can't, somehow came messed up. So in Wiz's mind, I'm like, he's probably thinking, oh, well, I came prepared. How, how did they not get the job done when everything that they needed was, was provided to them? So I understand that. But, you know, frust people do things in the heat of the moment, and... You know, the apology was very sincere, so we just got to hope that uh, uh, he follows true on his word. But uh, moving on to our last news item of the night, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is going around lately calling himself the hip-hop mayor because he has donated $2.5 million of his own money toward the opening of the Universal Hip-Hop Museum uh, for those of you who are no strangers to the Rap Lab podcast, when uh, LL Cool J, Nas, and Mayor Adams broke ground on the build uh, on the uh, location of where they were going to build the museum, uh, we did cover that and we gave our opinions on it. Uh, that episode is in the archives as well. But um, yeah, Mayor Adams says he's the hip hop mayor. 
he claimed he went in a press conference and claimed that uh, he's excited for the hip hop museum to open. Uh, he's excited for people to learn the culture of the city, as he said. But um, Mayor Adams has had a lot of critics throughout the time that he has been the mayor of New York City. Um, do you believe he is the hip hop mayor? Do you believe that the museum should have taken his money? Uh, Rev, we'll start with you first. Oh, man. <laughs> I really hate getting political because it causes a divide and separation between us and our community, which it shouldn't be. And people are more than entitled to their beliefs. And if you got me on Instagram, yes, sometimes I dabber into that. But that's my that's my personal Instagram. You know, I try to uh, as a wise man once said, you know, I'm here just for the hip hop. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to provide some stats to defend my stance. And don't worry, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. You know, like I said, you know, I'm just here for the hip hop. But fuck it. Let's get funky. And I'm going to save a little something for later since we at it. So crime in New York City has increased 31 percent since last year. And at 7.6 percent, the city's unemployment rate is amongst the worst in major cities. Police are quitting. And retiring in record numbers. More than 1,500 NYPD officers have either resigned or retired. So this year is on pace to be the biggest withdrawal of any registered year. This guy seems like he wants to be mayor for status. And not really to help the community, in my opinion, from what I've seen. He's more interested in being a celebrity. And I feel like he's trying too hard to be seen. He's out here missing jump shots, trying to cut hair, going to parades and, and botching the Spanish language. You're not a hip-hop mayor, especially if you're opposed drill rap. Like, it is a part of our culture. You may not like it, but it is our culture. <sighs> Man, like I said, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. So I, I just ask the people to do better as well because when election time rolls around, just take 30 minutes out your day, one day, just to research the candidates and make a wise, real decision, not based on any parties, pressure from the outside sources, including myself, because... You wanted this guy, so you got him. Okay, well, well, let me ask you: How do you feel about the money? I mean, it um the 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 fund for the museum is at five million dollars. Him chipping in two point five, he's given half the money. You got to give him some type of credit because that's helping to you know educate the people that come after us and educate the people before us and the people that are with us that don't know anything about rap. We had an offline conversation about this, like kinda, and I'm gonna stick to it. Keep your fucking money, bro. We'll get the money from someone else. Jay-Z should be providing this money or someone like within our realm. Not not this guy who's pandering to us, trying to get approval. Yeah, it's a nice donation and it's going to get people like, oh, man, he's what a great guy. You know, he's supporting hip hop. No, 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 no. I see through all of that. Keep that money, bro. Keep that dirty money. I don't know where that money's coming from. So so you think this is just a move for him to, to get votes? When, he, I, when it's I, time for re-election. I wholeheartedly believe it is. I don't I don't think if if I was a gambling man, I'd bet the house on it. Okay. QG, what about you? What do you think about Mayor Adams and his two point five million dollar donation to the uh Universal Hip Hop Museum? Fake keeping or for real? It, keeping it strictly hip hop, you need a hip hop artist to be a hip hop mayor. You know, Eric Adams said that he declared himself hip-hop mayor he said that in his speech and the museum the grand opening is scheduled to be in 2024 and he said it right then and there first time in new york city history we have a hip-hop mayor and he said that while he was standing next to russell simmons laurie combo 
who is the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs Commissioner. And he went on to say, we have the power now where we can use the experience of these men and women here to reform how we use music to educate our children. To not only build this project, but to make sure the young people on this project don't have a steel gun, but a steel hammer so they can be a part of the construction. I'm saying to my brothers and sisters in the industry, we want to be your partners. You laid the blueprint that we're following. Too many of us have been singing off key. Now we have to have universal rap that we all have to say together. So this is, the, this is only the beginning, and I'm proud to be the mayor at this time. He said, thank God Bill de Blasio didn't open this museum. No hate on him, but this is my museum. I should be opening it. <sighs> that sounds so cringy to me. And it, it, we've seen people come before. We've seen business owners. We've seen people try to change the direction of rap. You know, you had your C. Dolores Tuckers, you had your Warren Buffetts, you had your Calvin Butts, you had all these people try to dictate rap and to say how it sounds. If you don't come from hip-hop, you shouldn't say what's hip-hop. And I'm not saying anything to diss the mayor, but I'm saying know what you're talking about. Understand what this culture is. Just because you were raised in the streets, just because you were from the neighborhood, that doesn't mean you get the music. The music is what it is. You have to be a part of it in order to understand it. Now, I'm all for hip-hop. I'm all for education. I'm all for the kids. I'm all for people learning and the preservation of the culture. But don't try to come in it and say that you're this. Well, we can clearly see that you are not it. You can't fool us or hoodwink us. You have to be from hip-hop in order to say you're hip-hop. You could be a fan but that doesn't make you hip-hop's mayor. If I'm voting somebody to be hip-hop's mayor, I'm picking a rap artist to be hip-hop's mayor because this person knows hip-hop. So I cast my vote for LL Cool J. My opinion. That's a good one. See, and, and here's, here's my thing, right? Now, I firmly believe that, you know, because his approval rating is low, this is a political move to, you know, appeal to the hip hop community, the young community, because I feel like you can't be a hip hop mayor and criticize because even though drill rap, I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's still a part of hip hop. You know, what are you going to do? Like, uh, you know, not have a section for pop smoke somewhere in there. Like, granted, you know, maybe in 10, 20 years when time has gone on and we see his influence, but, you know, like. You can't diss a part of hip-hop and then call yourself the hip-hop mayor. But yet, I, and I understand, he's going to say, oh, well, you know, uh, I've, I've eaten lunch with Fat Joe and hung out with Nas and this and that. And, you know, and I was in the Supreme Team documentary. But like I said, you can't diss something and then, and then want to take credit for it. Because, yes, I understand he gave 50% of the funds to this museum. So without him... This museum wouldn't be as far along in the construction as, as it would be now if he didn't give that money. But at the same time, it's just like, like, dude, like you, you dissed the, you dissed a part of the culture. So I, I have mixed feelings because I'm grateful that he gave the money because again, there are people who are our age that don't know as much as the three of us know. There are people before our time that are ignorant to, 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 to what we know and love. And then there are the young kids who refuse to. To listen to or don't have the music before their time available to them 
So this is a good spot to learn. So I have mixed feelings. I don't personally care for Eric Adams because instead of going to the Met Gala and uh, and hanging out with Rihanna and everybody else, he should be uh, trying to uh, curb the city's crime problem. But, you know, at the same time, whether you want to whether you want to admit it or not, fellas, political agendas aside, he did do a positive thing for hip hop by giving two two and a half million dollars to to the museum that the three of us probably will check out at some point in time after it's open. So, but my question is, does it stop at, at the, uh, at the, at the donation? That's what I want to know. Once the museum is open, is he going to have any involvement with it? Um, that remains to be seen. I, I guess, I guess we'll see in time, but I don't know. I got mixed feelings because I don't personally like the guy nor care for him. I hate what he said about 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 the music, but at the same time, it's like you know, sometimes actions do, do speak louder than words. So, because like Rev said, Jay Z could have given the money. We could have got this money from somewhere else, but look who's the one who actually gave the money. So, that's just a little food for thought for those of you out there who might have a different opinion uh, than the three of us. You know, email us raplabpod at gmail dot com or uh, hit the Instagram or Twitter raplabpod. But furthermore, um, new segment coming around. Every time we do the news, uh, we'll just take 60 seconds, uh, each of us, to speak our minds on something that may or may not be necessarily rap-related. Uh, QG, we'll start with you first. Uh, you got one minute. Talk, talk to the people about whatever you want. 34 years ago this month, August 6th of 1988 to be exact, MTV prepared premiered the first episode of the hip-hop-generated video show Yo! MTV Raps, created by the late film director Ted Demi. Yo! MTV Raps aired for the first time on August 6, 1988. The show was originally hosted by Fab Five Freddy, who was later joined by Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. The first music video ever shown on that show was Eric B. and Rockem's Follow the Leader. The show's scenarios, special guests, live performances, and other exclusive footage, historical moments such as the breakup of Leaders of the New School and the infamous head scratch of Craig Mack when Puff Daddy announced his second album, it helped spread hip-hop across the globe with the help of MTV Europe, MTV Asia, and MTV Latino. The series finale aired on August 17, 1995 with an unforgettable freestyle session. But that wasn't the end. The show officially returned May 24th of this year exclusively on Paramount Plus, hosted by DJ Diamond Cuts and battle rap Punchline King and Wild or Not performer conceded. Hip hop will always live. Nice, nice. Uh, all right, I guess I'll take my 60 seconds. Um, I just want to give a shout out to a young man by the name of Matthew Webb, He's 23 years old. Um, he was a McDonald's employee who this past Monday was murdered over an argument started between himself and a customer. When a customer went to McDonald's, purchased French fries, French fries were cold and she asked for new fries. She was not given the new, she was given a couple of new fries on top of the old fries. She didn't like that. She thought uh, people were joking around with her and she felt offended. So she called her son. Her son comes to the McDonald's, uh, es escalates the, the argument, and then shoots poor Matthew and ends up killing him. Um, we got to do better as a people. And 
similar to the situation with Jose Alba, for those of you who know what that about that situation where the young lady goes into the into the corner store, uh, her her EBT card gets declined for a bag of chips, so she decides to call her boyfriend to come handle the problem, and her boyfriend dies because the, the the store owner killed him in self defense. We got to stop escalating situations. If you get in a minor argument, walk away because so many things, so many of these types of situations can be prevented. Like, and I'm no, I, I don't, I, I'm not one for destruction, but curse the people out, knock stuff over, throw something at them, but don't, but don't call somebody who's not involved in the situation to, to, to come where you are and, and handle people. Because when you do that, you're escalating the situation. When you call people that are, that are not involved to get involved, nothing good will ever come of that because you're escalating the issue and we need to do better. And it's unfortunate that this young kid lost his life because a lady couldn't handle, uh, handle the fact that she got cold French fries. It's, it's, it's disgusting. And we, as a people need to do better with further, without further ado, uh, Rev doesn't get 60 seconds, but he gets an edition of Eric's sermon. So Rev, take it away. Joy to the world, my people. <laughs> it's another segment, Eric Sermon. And I asked the listener this. Do y'all listen to The Breakfast Club? Do y'all like David Bowie? Do y'all like to wear Led Zeppelin shirts? If you do any of these things, listen to this. Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin married a 14-year-old girl when he was 28. David Bowie was 22 when he took the virginity of a 14-year-old. Charlemagne the God pleaded guilty to a charge of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. According to the girl, witness testimony and police reports, she and her unnamed friend were given some sort of liquid that tasted like soda by Charlemagne. Both girls blacked out, then the girl's friend woke up to find herself being kissed by a strange man. The staff at a nearby hospital confirmed the assault after examining her. Police conducted a thorough investigation arresting Charlemagne as he was assigned three years of probation after the witness didn't cooperate now we know about r kelly and now mystical so if we're canceling r kelly then we're canceling mystical and not listening to make him say oh or shake that ass or we're not listening to the breakfast club or, or wearing led zeppelin shirts that most people never have heard of not even a song probably saw drake or somebody wearing a t-shirt and just want to bite my point is this cancel culture shit is crap now y'all bully beyonce who I'm not the biggest fan of, to change her lyrics because she used the word spaz. And she's corny for doing so, because she let them think they got some sort of power. Y'all y'all just so wimps behind keyboards, man. She's obviously doing it for the money, not the awareness. Nothing against people with cerebral palsy, I swear. But I personally never heard this term before, correlating it with them or their behavior. I don't think this term, this term sorry, came from a uh, response to their medical condition that they're dealing with. Because personally, when I've heard this term, I heard it on the basketball courts when you're playing against someone with no mechanics and they just, as I say, spaz into the rim. Or if you're about to go crazy on somebody, it's not like she said it directly at somebody with this condition. She used the word artistically to describe how she'd handle the situation. Y'all gotta stop trying to muzzle the entertainment. Y'all need to be a bit more open-minded. As long as they're not deliberately disrespected folks, it's all entertainment. Y'all keep this shit up and they gonna replace bullets with friggin' butterflies in movies. Y'all, y'all ruining normalcy in our outlets. Just change the damn song and don't support the artist then. Are we not allowed to separate the personal from the entertainment? I know what R. Kelly did is completely wrong. And again, 
I'm not a fan of this man's music. It, it ain't for me, but he's probably one of the best singers of our time. Wedding songs, graduation songs, and many, many memories and good times has been provided through his music. And I ain't talking about any of the foul shit. When I hear, when I hear, I believe I can fly. I don't think of none of that. And again, it's wrong what he did. But y'all will vote for your man who's on video sniffing little kids, telling their parents they should leave them with him. It's on footage. And I ain't vote red either, so don't put me in that box. But I have a brain, and I exercise my independence. And I chose someone who I believe in, not who I was bullied to choose. Shout out to Miss J Simmons. Think for yourselves. Don't let the internet and people who are sinners just like you dictate what you do and listen to for your entertainment and your enjoyment. You want to support artists musically? Fine. As long as you're not standing behind the bullshit when they do and whatever it is they do on our side. And again, it's wrong. But if we're canceling one, we need to cancel them all. And I don't think y'all ready for that. For real. Holier than down motherfuckers. Peace. I'm out, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that was, uh, was Rev Sermon. Food for thought. Food for thought. But, uh, fellas, uh, QG, you got uh, anything you want to say before we sign off? Certainly. Hope everybody enjoyed this week's episode. Get ready for next week because we're going to do originals versus remixes. You guys are going to enjoy that. Please email us with suggestions, comments at raplabpod at gmail.com. Please check out our social medias. Check out the Rap Lab Pod page on Instagram. Check it out on Facebook. Check it out on Twitter. Exclusive content. Check out our YouTube page with all the videos and all the content and everything you guys enjoy. We appreciate everybody out there listening. Check us out. Yep. So you heard the man. Uh, we will be uh, reading a couple of questions on air. So uh, if you know any songs that have remixes, tell us about it. Uh, which do you think are better, uh, the original or the remix? So that'll be... Uh, next week's episode and uh just want to give a shout out to our new editor amari phillips uh who uh will be uh chopping chopping this up and uh bringing it to y'all so shout outs to the young boy also want to give a shout out to my main man tawazi and our good friend from the all even podcast mr barry grant jr so uh with that being said this is another episode of the rap lab and we'll catch y'all next you're, week you're, you're now tuned into the rap lab podcast the rap lab, 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 the rap lab. Let's go. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Ball for ball, we hooking up with T O Q G, Rev Barber MC, A L S R E to the D on that M I C A to Z. We be the flyers. Hip hop sound broke down to a science. It's the rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab.